Thanks for tuning in to the Crew at UGA podcast. We are so glad to have you with us. Crew exists to call students to know God, grow in their faith, and go to the world. If you would like to get more connected with Crew at UGA, or if we can help you in any way at all, go to the show notes and click on the link, or follow us on Instagram at Crew at UGA. All right, let's get started. And we don't talk about it as much as we do the first two, but that last one, go, is very important to us, and it's an important part of it. And there's an important part of go, and it's the last word in that sentence, and it says world. You know, we talk about go in lots of different ways, and there are different ways that we go. We can, we can go by being a light in life and, and to our classmates, to our roommates, to those that we come in contact with. We talk about our sphere of influence here at UGA and how we are a goer to them. But there is a sense that we need to also talk about, and that is the idea of going to the world, because that is part of our heartbeat. And it's not just part of our heartbeat as crew, it's part of our heartbeat as followers of Jesus. When I say go and go to the world, if you have a Christian background, you probably think one of the first things that pops into your head is the Great Commission. That's the end of Matthew However, there's actually, you may not know this, there's five commissions, five great commissions as there were in the New Testament. There's one in each gospel and then one in Acts chapter one. And we don't talk about them as much as we do the direct one in Matthew, but I want to read another one of them to you. And it's from the book of Luke. This is from Luke 24 verses 46 and 47. You remember this story after Jesus is resurrected The disciples are walking along the road and they encounter Jesus and they don't know it's him. And as he talks with them, they get enlightened about all the things that have happened and that the death and the crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus was all meant to happen. And then it says this about this conversation as they're walking along the road. It says of Jesus, then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. He told them, this is what is written The Christ will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and repentance and the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. Such a great picture. He's walking along with him, and what does it say that he does? He says, he opened their minds so they could understand. They needed to understand. And then what was it that they were supposed to understand that the scriptures had said would happen, was all going to come to be so that God could reveal himself to the humanity that had been torn apart from him in the Garden of Eden, that Christ had to suffer and die, be raised from the dead, and then that had to be proclaimed. Where? To all the nations. All that goes together. The death, the resurrection, and the proclamation to the nation so the whole world can hear goes together. It wasn't just for one people. It wasn't just for Israelites. It's not just for one people group or one ethnic group or one cultural group, but it's for the whole world. Now, for that to be true, something has to be true about the Christian church, and that is at some point, this news has to be taken by the church across a cultural boundary. To go from one nation, which the root word there is ethne, which means an ethnic or cultural group, to go from one to the other, a boundary has to be crossed at some point, and it's the church's job to do that. And whether that boundary is crossed 
with an international student or whether it's crossed on a summer mission or whether it's crossed by a lifetime spent in missions or whether it's crossed by an internet website or some other creative way, that boundary has to be crossed. Now, we know that not every Christian in the church is called to go overseas as a missionary. Some are. I was. I've been a missionary my whole career. I spent 15 years in East Asia learning languages, serving as a missionary, and some are called. And we know the body has many parts, and we know that not everybody is called to that exact same role. Although I will say, I have done this for over 35 years now, and if there's something I have become convinced of about this, it is that way more people are called than say yes. And that makes my heart very sad. Ultimately, that call is from the Lord, and each one of us sits before him in it. But we have to understand, why is that so important? And we see in this passage that in the end, the death, the resurrection, and the proclamation of his name to all nations has to happen for that God to be revealed. And so we think that's very important. And so this is why people like one of my favorite authors, John Piper, would say, when it comes to being a Christian, you are either a radical goer, a radical sender, or radically disobedient. And that is because as believers, all of us have a part in this because this is part of the whole nature of the revelation of God through his Messiah. Now to that, maybe we would add, you can be a radical welcomer of international students or, or some other way, but all of us as Christians have some part to play in this idea of going and going to the world. And so we're talking about that tonight. We don't talk about it that often at Crew, but occasionally we just want to take a night and say, let's focus on this because this is part of who we are. And that's what we're doing tonight. So here's what I would like to do. We're going to show you a video. Crew has been on this campus since 1961, and many, many people have been sent from this place. But even in the past 10 or 12 years while I've been here, God has done an amazing thing with the men and women who were here before you. And I want you to hear from some of them on this video. Hey, my name is August Bonneson. Hi, I'm Hannah Glass. Hi, I'm Harper. Hi, everyone. I'm Madeline. Hey, I'm Rebecca James Bice. Hey, I'm Ryan Garahan. Hi, I'm Sammy. Hey, my name is Stephen Johnson. And I'm Caroline Johnson. Hi, I'm Casey, and I went to South Asia for spring break in 2019. I currently work at Wycliffe Bible Translators to help people from all over the world receive God's word in their heart language. I went to South Asia on summer mission in 2019. I went on a crew spring break trip to Dominican Republic in the spring of 2017. Uh, I did New York spring break in 2016 and South Asia summer mission in 2015. My name is Shelby Henry and I went on the East Asia summer project in 2014. Hey, my name is Tyler Hall and I went to East Asia summer project in 2014. I stented in South Asia in 2017 and 2018. I went on like three mission trips, like field trip, like, like, like Hope to the DR and I went to Costa Rica. And I went to South Asia on stent in 2017. I went on stent in South Asia in 2017. I went because I wanted to see God at work in the global church, specifically reaching the 1040 window and a really incredible culture. Really, I went on stent because 
just a love for the Lord that was cultivated at the University of Georgia it really compelled me to love the lost um, around the world um, and especially the lost who have little to no access to the gospel. I felt personally like God was putting a burden on my heart uh, to share the gospel uh, with lost people in nations and places where the gospel is not as readily accessible. And I just went because I wanted to share the gospel in the nations. I went to South Asia on summer mission in 2019 because I wanted to grow in my dependence on the Lord. After going to Winter Conference my senior year and hearing about Cruise New Partnership in Belfast, I felt a clear desire to be a part of what God was going to do there. And as I prayed and discerned whether he was calling me there, um, I came to realize that a calling can simply be seeing a need and having a desire to fulfill that need. And so I went and I am so glad that I did. All right, Ugh. all those people are so dear to me. <laughs> I've known all of them over the years. One of them was my own daughter. Um, all of those people are asking that same question. Lord, where would you have me go? Where will you go? And every one of them, when it came their time, they said, it's my turn. It's my turn. Where will I go? It's your turn. Where will you go? Let's talk about that question a little bit. I want to introduce you to a couple of people who were not in that video, but were also some of those who were sent from UGA. And I'm going to bring them up here on stage tonight. And um, if I could have my, my stage guys bring those stools on up, that would be really great. And I'm going to um, have James and Mary and Brandon come on up and join me. And while they're doing that, let me point out a few other people that weren't on that video, but that have also gone. And let me ask you this. How many of you have already been overseas with crew? Would you stand up? Go ahead, stand up. If you have already been overseas on, with crew and you're in this room, stand up. All right. See? Here, we'll get some of these over here. You can have a seat. I just want you to see this is something that we do. This is part of who we are. And so tonight, I want you to meet some of my friends up here. We're going to try to get these stools up here on stage and, and fit, fit ourselves in here. That'll be great. Here, we'll just put that one there. How about? All right. Let's just be careful not to fall off the edge of the stage. So come on up. You guys have the microphones here. And um, we will uh, let you guys introduce yourselves, and then we're going to ask you some questions here tonight. So James, why don't you start us off? Hey guys, my name is James Tyson. I graduated from UGA in 2016, and I currently still live in Athens. I have a wife. We got married two weeks after graduation. Um, she just graduated with her doctorate in special ed, so she's been in school a whole long time, and now Athens is home to us because we just celebrated our 10th fall in, in Athens. Um, yeah, so that's me, and I went to South Asia summer of 14. Hey everyone, my name's Mary Allred. I graduated, thank you. Oh, all, she got a woo. All my fans. <laughs> um, I graduated from UGA in 2018. Um, let's see, I am living in Marietta, have been working in Atlanta. I've been doing youth ministry for the last few years and I'm right now amidst a little career transition. Um, I've been in grad school for clinical mental health counseling. Um, have felt God stirring me towards that path, and so I'm exploring that calling further. Oh, South Asia, 2019, or 2018-2019 internship. 
Awesome. Hey, guys, I'm Brandon. Uh, and thank you. <laughs> Same guy. Gotta love him. Uh, that's Michael. If you want to talk to him afterwards, he knows a good amount about this stuff. So, uh, But I did same year as her on the overseas internship in South Asia. And I'm currently working at a marketing agency uh, in Atlanta. Fantastic. Okay. Well, I'm going to ask these guys some questions. Um, these guys are pretty special to me. And they're some of my heroes. And I can't wait for you to hear from them. And I guess the first thing is I'm, I'm just going to kind of throw it wide open and say, so, so what was your experience going overseas and being in an international setting? A couple of things you might share with us and, and why did it matter to you and to the kingdom? Like what kind of impact did it have on you and on the kingdom that you went? I can start things off. Yeah, hold uh, your mic nice and close. Okay. Nice and close. All right, on the chin is what Mac told me earlier, so I'll just do that. Does that sound good? <laughs> All right, sweet. So uh, I started off uh, in Southeast Asia with Cafe 1040, uh, which was an... <laughs> love the little screams. Uh, so we were in uh, Southeast Asia, and it really opened my eyes to the 1040 window, um, as Anne Louise mentioned in the video uh, and just unreached people groups and the idea that there's so many that don't have access to Bibles or to uh, communities of believers or just to really understanding and hearing that Jesus died for them and that God wants to be in relationship with them. Um, and it really opened my eyes a lot to where the following year um, had the opportunity to consider South Asia um, and kind of felt God calling me towards doing it again and going out to just share Jesus with people. Um, which was a super awesome experience, and it was super cool and super difficult, uh, and I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. Um, so that was, those are the experience I had leading up to it. And then I did another year back here at UGA uh, as an intern. Um, and I'd say that really it's so easy to see like statistics on the video you saw in the beginning of the amount of people who are being trafficked or the amount of people who don't know Christ or like you see these numbers on a screen you hear these stories and it's hard to fully ingest that and understand like what that means um and so getting to actually go to those places made a huge impact on me and getting to meet these people who were awesome and so fun and so welcoming and so kind and like bringing us into their lives who didn't know that uh, there's a God who loves them, and there's a God who died for them because he wants to be in relationship. Um, and so that is such a hard thing, but it is such a beautiful thing to then be able to share and trust God to do what he will um, in those relationships. Uh, and so that was one of the biggest things uh, that it impacted me with. And I know, too, I'm a pretty logical and rational person, and for my first few months in South Asia, I did my best to uh, argue with people <laughs> about how uh, Christianity makes the most sense and like there's all of this historical evidence as to the validity of the Bible and all these different things. And we all have these stories of how there's some days when we're like on campuses in South Asia and we're like, man, we're in this conversation, we're killing it. Like they, I'm telling them about Jesus, I'm like answering every question perfectly and then we finish the conversation and nothing. They're just like not interested or they didn't understand or they have their own views that they think are perfect and correct. And you walk away and you're like, man, what just happened? And then the next day you go and you don't remember a word that you said, you <laughs> mix in words up left and right. And you walk away from the conversation. You're like, man, I hope you did something with that God because I know I sure didn't. And uh, sure enough, those are the times that you get students who are asking and responding back. And so learning to surrender uh, even 
the mission then of like going and sharing Jesus with people and realizing that it's, it's not on me, it's on Jesus, it's on God to speak through me and to meet these people and learning to like in every single conversation go into it with like surrendering it to the Holy Spirit, trusting that he will speak through you, that that will happen the way that God has deemed it to happen and you can trust him to do what he's gonna do. Um, so yeah, I think that use that to change my heart a lot. And in the kingdom, I love one of my friends talking a while ago about how exciting it's gonna be to be able to one day go to heaven and just see all of the people that God used you to impact and the people that had impacted you and just get to see this, uh, this legacy of the way that God chose to use you and how much of a, a pleasure it is for us to be able to join him uh, in his calling. And so it's hard to say for sure right now, but I can't wait to one day be with God in heaven and be able to see all the people that uh, he used me to influence. That's great. I kind of want to back up a little bit to, to how I got to South Asia. So we just, crew had just like formed this new partnership. Tell me if I'm wrong, Helen, but formed this new partnership in like 2013, 2014. And they were talking about this vision trip. And I think it was a trick from Alan thinking back. <laughs> but a spring break, like vision trip. And it's like you go for a week, we'll come back, and it'll be a great thing. Like you get to visit this other part of the world, a little cultural experience. So the Lord was like really, really laying on my heart, like, yeah, like I, I knew that's what I was doing for my spring break. Luckily, I already had like summer plans. I was going to go to the beach and work with some buddies and just like chill on the beach that next summer. And then, I, so I'd already committed to the, to the spring break trip. And like a month later, Alan's like, actually, that's not happening, but we do have a summer trip that's going to be six weeks, five weeks in country. So I'm like, Sweet. That's not what I want to do with the summer. <laughs> but the Lord had already, like, convicted my heart. Like, James, you need to go and you need to, like, experience this and see this other part of the world that one thing I've learned was, like, these people don't walk past or drive past a church every five miles, you know, driving through Georgia or Tennessee or really anywhere in the U.S. There's a, some church within a 20-mile radius. And... Looking back on that, that whole process of Lord just saying, like, James, you, you're a homebody. You love being at your house. But he was calling me to go, and I think that was, that was probably the clearest I've, like, heard the Lord of, like, hey, you need to go and do something. And it was super humbling because, like I said, I already had this great control and game plan over my summer before my junior year. But uh, that was completely changed, completely changed my life going to South Asia. Um, I, not that it's important. I was planning on going with another buddy of mine from UGA. So we were kind of both going, going to partner with some guys from California and then fly out. He had to bail out. So it was me and these guys from California. I don't sound like I'm from California. And they, um, so that was super super challenging also like hey am I still going to do this it's it's me going to these people I've never met um but I just kept back coming to the Lord of like God is with you he's with me and the spirit is like moving with me so was I alone no you know ultimately did I know anyone no but um that's a great thing about the gospel and like we can all have that center community of like hey Jesus died for us we're sinners and let's start start talking and knowing each other from there. Um, yeah. And you know, part of that courage that I love about you, he was the first one 
to go to South Asia. He was the first UGA student. He opened the gate, and scores of people have gone through, but you were first. And I've always, I've always been grateful for that. I'll save um, a few of my stories about how I wound up in South Asia for another question, um, but I'll speak more to the experience once I was there. Um, I had traveled internationally before only for vacations, never for this and never to that part of the world. Um, and I wish I had the forethought to take a picture of my parents' face when I told them <laughs> where I was moving um, and getting to uh, dance around their questions of, well, where are you going to be living? I don't know. Um, what language do they speak? I'm not sure. Uh, well, what kind of food are you going to be eating? I don't know that yet. Um, I, I had a lot of looks like I was an insane person because a lot of the people uh, on my team that I served on had been before and had gotten to um, have the experience in the city that we were in to have that affirmation of, yes, this is the place where God is leading me. Um, I had a lot of imagination of what the place would be like, uh, but a lot of faith that God would show me the path as I went. Um, so that was leading up to it, my experience once I was there. It was really interesting to see that every little thing about my day was new. Um, and especially those first few weeks while I was there, it was an incredibly draining few weeks for me because I was with a team of people who many of whom I did not know before. And they were the people I was living with, working with, sharing meals with, traveling with. Um, so lots of new people and learning how to adjust to new personalities. Um, the driving was completely different. The food was completely different. I was wearing completely different clothes. And so um, truthfully, for those first few weeks, I felt very overwhelmed with the newness. Um, and I share that to say one of the biggest impacts that that year had on me was learning dependence on God mm. in a very new way. Mm. Um, it was very easy for me day by day here at UGA to know um, exactly what my next meal was going to be because UGA sent me a list of what the dining hall was serving that morning. Um, and I knew exactly where my class was going to meet and when. I knew who was going to show up to meet me there. Um, I knew my bus routes like the back of my hand. Everything was new when I moved. And so it really challenged me, especially in the area of spiritual rest. Um, I could have told you before that I was a queen of resting uh, before I moved to South Asia, but what that looked like was a lot of naps and Netflix, which I'm sure is very unfamiliar to you guys because you guys are really active in your studies and staying on top of everything. Um, but I really had to question what did it mean to rely on God when I felt empty or spent? Um, and I don't say that to say that that uh, year took everything from me, but really it filled my cup in ways I didn't know it could be filled. Wow. Um, I learned that rest with God was a really, um, it, it was the best nurture, uh, nourishment I could have found for myself. And so that was a huge impact on me that I've carried with me from that year, um, as well as um, I, I learned that year how specifically the gospel was for me personally and also how much bigger it is than just me. Um, I think one of the sweetest things about that year was seeing just how wide the kingdom of God is um, and how much space it covers and how much more space it will cover. Mm -hmm. um, as far as its impact, the year's impact beyond me, I think one of the sweetest things I got to experience, um, which Brandon and I were talking on the way here, we were laughing because it was a little different. I felt like Every time I had a conversation with a student and we started talking about a spiritual concept, you know, I might start sharing about Jesus and asking what they knew. And 
Um, I was kind of prepped that many people would not know about Jesus, uh, but almost every single girl I talked to was like, oh, yeah, um, I know all about him and would tell me uh, what, what they had learned about Jesus. Um, and almost every single person I talked to could tell me about how they knew that Jesus died um, and was a really good man and lived this really wonderful life and that they knew he died and, and said it was for our sins. Um, but I got this amazing experience um, of getting to ask people if they knew that he still lived. Um, and that was uh, a treasure to get to not just proclaim a king, but to proclaim a risen king, um, one who has conquered uh, not just his own death, but mine as well. Um, and so it was just really sweet to see puzzle pieces coming together of, yes, that is part of the story, but there is so much more. That's great. All right, so we just watched this video up here that just had a smattering of some of the people from the past decade that have gone from UGA. How, how sig what is significant to you about being part of that crew at UGA sending legacy? One or two of you want to speak to that? I do. Um, th this is the story I love to tell most. Um, it, it means it's so significant to me because I never believed that I could be part of it. Mm -hmm. um, I have very, very vivid memories of my junior year of college. Uh, we were meeting, I think, in the instructional plaza for crew weekly meetings at that point. I remember I was sitting in the back, and it was the night that we were commissioning uh, the overseas team who was going to be sent that next year. And I remember sitting in my chair going, <laughs> that's never going to be me. That sounds like a lot. Famous last words. Uh, yeah, oh my goodness. Every time I've said that, the Lord has shown up. Uh, but I remember sitting there and thinking, man, that good for them, really good for them. I was excited for them, and I knew it was never going to be me. Um, so fast forward many months from that, um, I had the, the pleasure of being discipled my senior year uh, by Alan's wife, Karen. Um, and for those of you in the room who knew Karen, um, you know just how special that time is. And for those of you who did not get to know her, um, I'm excited that you will one day. Uh, but I was talking to her my senior year because everything changed. I was no longer going to be going to grad school because God told me to not but didn't tell me why not. Um, and I was talking to her about the things that I felt God was moving and stirring. And she asked me, well, here's what I'm hearing you say. Have, have you ever considered going overseas for the internship? And I said, <laughs> no. Uh, no, I have not considered that. Um, and she, in her gentle way, just smiled at me and she asked me why not. And that changed everything. Um, I gave her a lot of really shallow answers like, well, I mean, I don't know. I've never been there before. Um, I would feel uncomfortable being in a, a place that's not familiar to me. Um, and the more I sat and thought about it, I just heard her words, why not, echoing in my head truly day after day. Um, and it was incredibly frustrating. Um, but every time I heard those words in my head, God gave me another, another reason why I should go. Um, and why he wanted me to go, and why he was preparing the way for me to go. Um, so being a part of that legacy matters so much to me because I didn't believe it could happen. Mm -hmm. I didn't believe uh, I could be the person to do that. Um, and I don't think by my own strength I was, but fortunately I'm led by a strength much bigger than my own. So if that's you in these seats and you're saying, it'll never be me, be careful what you're thinking. <laughs> Yeah, I'd say something somewhat similar to that. Um, as Alan mentioned, me going first, like I don't take any, there's no like pride in that, but there was probably more fear than anything of like, what the heck am I getting into? Um, but like seeing this video and talking to some 
some buddies that went after me who were younger. Just being a part of that legacy is like my 35 days in country seems like so small and so like minute in the whole grand scheme of things. But knowing that like the kingdom is still growing because of those days there, um, even because of the five days when I was laying in bed with a stomach bug, <laughs> laying there like, Lord, I came over here. It's a 24-hour flight. I need to be talking to people. And he's like, no, James, your, your like purpose on earth is to glorify me. And like you can do that in bed or talking to somebody about Jesus. Um, so, yeah, that's part of the legacy of like, yeah, a month may not seem like a lot. Summers, I'm not going to get a lot done like proclaiming the gospel, but you are. Like Jesus is moving through that and through that time. It doesn't have to be a year. I thought it was going to be a spring break, like I said, but it turned into a little longer. So. Yeah. And I'll just say something quick. Uh, I think that it localizes Hebrews 12 so well, so I'm just going to read it real quick. Uh, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Um, And I think it was just so encouraging to see people who had gone before me and taken this step of, I don't know (laughs) what this is going to be like. I don't know uh, where I'm going to be living, what I'm going to be doing, what I'm going to be eating, like anything. I've never done like straight up evangelism like this before or like all these different questions you can have. Uh, But you can look through and see people who are (laughs) doing the same thing as you guys, sitting in these seats, hearing stories from people, knowing that they went, they went to South Asia and God used them to impact the lives of people there and also change their hearts. Um, for the better. And I love James 4, 7 says, if you draw close to God, he'll draw close to you. And seeing people who have taken these steps to do this and seeing the way they've been impacted and changed by the way that God used them in that time, it's like this very localized cloud of witnesses that we get to experience and see right here and right now and Mm. in videos and hearing from each other here and hearing from other people. I'm looking at like Alex and Sierra and people here who have gone and seen it and done it. And it's just super encouraging for the body to get to be a part of that and to keep building up that momentum. That's great. All right, real brief, last thing. Help us dream a little bit. When you imagine UGA could be ascending campus, what could it look like? This was a a toughie. (laughs) Uh, But I think that really the biggest thing that I feel like God was kind of pointing out to me is that when you do something like this, you realize how small you are and how big God is. And (laughs) there's nothing like going halfway across the world to a place that you don't know, a culture you don't know, and a language you don't speak (laughs) to remind you that you are not in control. Uh, And as much as you feel like you're in control right now, you are not. It is God. And that is such a humbling and such a freeing experience. And I was just imagining, thinking about that question, if We had people who truly understood that, how small we are and how big God is walking around this campus. How different would our interactions with each other be, other believers? How different would our interactions be with teachers, with janitors, with people walking by, with people Mm -hmm. downtown, with et cetera, et cetera. The list could go on. If we truly understood how broken and desperate we were for love and for grace and how we received it, how great would our interactions be understanding that God did come and save us and he wants to do the same for everybody and they could know that love and we would be working out of that love. And so I think that a trip like this just helps us to truly understand uh, 
who God is and who we are in God and gives us our identity in Christ and frees us so much towards that. And I just, I mean, if we've got people who understand who they are in Christ, then I can't imagine what God wouldn't do on this campus. Mm-hmm. Uh, briefly, I kind of with the, the thought of, you know, UGA being known for sending, like now we're, we're a football school, Stetson's the man. Um, I remember, I guess, Daniel, I guess it was 10 years ago, we were praying for, for Jesus to be known as Todd Gurley was um, when I was in school. And I think it starts with that big prayer of, like, what, what can God do when we ask him for it? And like Brandon was saying, like, how much more would our interactions be knowing that, like, Jesus is the ultimate goal? And um, I think it's, yeah, it starts with asking the Lord, like, how much bigger can can UGA be as a ascending college to the world for mm. the gospel? I like that. Yeah. I would say get curious. Um, ask yourself, why not? And I think when you start to get curious, you start to see uh, the world as bigger than just your own world. Uh, I'd challenge you guys to look beyond just the scope of your day by day, beyond the scope of what you'll be doing a year from now or five years from now. Um, I know that God taught me when I learned to look with eyes that could see beyond my own world. Uh, The world seemed a lot bigger and the world seemed uh, like a place I wanted to be in and explore um, and get to share more with the people in it because they felt closer to me when I could see farther. So great. Thank you guys so much. I'm going to ask you guys to step down there on the floor if you would. And I'm going to ask a couple of people to come up, Kaylin and Grace. And you guys, there you are. Come on up and stand up here. And I want you to hear what these guys are going to do after their graduation. Come on. Come on over here. So somebody give them a mic. Tell us your name and, and what you have coming up next. Hi, I'm Kaylin, and I'm going this next year to South Asia with crew. Hey, I'm uh, Grayson, and I'm doing the exact same thing. And there's a third person going with them. That's right. Clap it up. There's a third person going with them, which is Will Todd. And they are going to go do a year internship after graduation, just like a couple of these guys did. These are two students, and Will along with them, who saw this legacy and said, it's my turn. And they're going. And we're going to pray over you and close and sing some more songs. And while I do that, my stagehands can grab these stools down for me. How about, let me pray. Dear Lord, you are great, and your name should be praised. From the rising of the sun to the place where it sets, incense and pure offerings should be brought to your name, for you, your name, should be great among the nations. That's what your word says. And that's what we say here tonight. Lord, your name should be great among the nations. There is no place on earth you should not be known. There is no place on earth you should not be worshipped because you are that God. You are not just the God of one people. You're not just the God of one country. You're the God of all nations because you created them. And from them they have their being. And we were made to be worshippers of you. And it is not right. It is immoral that there are people in the world who do not worship you. And Lord, it is heartrending the darkness that so many people in the world suffer because they do not know you. Just like we at one point in our lives suffered that same darkness not knowing you, but you have rescued us and brought us into the kingdom of the Son you love, and you have given us light and life. And I pray over these two 
Lord, I pray over Grayson. I pray over Kaylin. I pray over Will. As we send them and get excited about their preparations to go, Lord, would you use them to shine your light in a dark place? Would you go ahead of them to raise their support, to open the way for them to, to go, to arrange all the details they need to be there, and to give them divine appointments with the students in South Asia that they might speak forth the mystery of Christ and make it clear as they should. Lord, we pray that through them you would continue this legacy that you have started among us of going to the nations, of being no, grow, and go. Thank you, Lord, that we get to participate in that. It is, it is a thrill to us. It is a joy to us. As much as it makes us swallow hard sometime, well, Lord, you are great and your name deserves to be known. And we praise you and thank you that these guys can go be a part of that legacy and that we too here in crew get to be a part of that. And we're going to worship you for that great 